listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 35, with Scott Laley and his sleek, blacked-out Mercedes-AMG sedan. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Each week, Darren and Holly bring you topics from car shows to racing to personal stories about local car nuts. Today, Darren welcomes Hershey native and now a Dillsburg, Pennsylvania resident, Scott Laley, into the Cars of Carlisle corporate studios in beautiful Carlisle, Pennsylvania. The guys spend time discussing Scott's love of the Benz E55 body style. If you've ever dreamed of high-speed cruising on the German Autobahn, you will want to listen in on this one. So let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren. Thank you very much for joining episode 35. It is great to have you here. We are almost at Christmas time. In fact, uh, we can all see Christmas just over the horizon. And uh, at the end of 2018, it's been an incredible trip, an incredible ride. I'd like to thank Man Engineering being such a great sponsor of Cars of Carlisle. They are based out of Santa Clara, California, and a big thank you to Gary Liu and the entire Man Engineering team. Particularly those of you that are Subaru performance enthusiasts, uh, Man Engineering is your one-stop shop. Today, in uh, episode 35, Scott Laley, a friend and uh, professional colleague of mine for the past nearly three years, has uh, brought over to the studio here in Carlisle, Studio A. He spent uh, Saturday morning with me. With that, his all-blacked-out AMG Monster. It's a 2005 E55 sedan, and it is so cool. You'll want to hear all about his car. And uh, as Scott is a car enthusiast, he's owned Jeeps and uh, Infiniti, Audis. He's had, uh, he's had quite a stable of cool cars over the years, but the E55 is what he's drawn to. And if you're not familiar with what that body style is, take a look at it. It's uh, truly a very classic Mercedes-Benz style to it. It is the, the third generation of the E-Class, and it was known for being in production during the 2002 through 2009 year. And as Scott will get into, he has the, the W211 model. And with that four-door, it essentially is just a sleek powerful looking car he has his completely understated with blacked out emblems and uh, the wheels and the low profile tires it is such a cool boulevard bomber very great car i've had many a ride in it and actually got to drive it it is a torque monster too it will take off and roll at any speed too and that's the really cool thing about it with all the torque that this car has and the supercharged engine, it just, uh, from the bottom of the basement all the way up through uh, mid to upper range, it is a strong puller. Well, let's go now to the studios and you'll get to hear my friend, Scott Lele. Hello, Cubers, this is Darren and from Studio A, it's an early Saturday morning, a rainy day here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and I'd like to thank Scott Lele. He joins me. And uh, Scott, welcome to uh, the Cars of Carlisle studio. Thanks, Darren. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I know it wasn't the perfect day to have the, the Benz out. It's, uh, it's rainy, foggy, and gross. It was. But uh, yep. please tell, we haven't really featured Mercedes to this point. So tell us a little bit about your car, just, just a general overview. Yeah, 2005 Mercedes E55 AMG. Uh, it's been uh, 
it's been quite a, a, a ride with that thing, uh, pun intended. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a blast of a car, it's fun, and it's been relatively low maintenance, which is the best part about having an There's old car. There's plenty of wood like in this that. studio. I'm going to knock on that for you because uh, <laughs> hey, I appreciate <laughs> we, that. We want to keep it that way. <laughs> I haven't always had this much luck with Mercedes, though, so this mm. has been a blessing. Well, this is not the first E55. Correct, correct. This Go ahead. I was going to say, let's get into that. Yeah, this is my second E55. Uh, same color, same year, uh, same general mods on the car. Um, you know, it's, it's been one of those cars that, you know, when you get rid of, you, you know you have to have it again at one mm -hmm. point. And that's what I did. Well, that was actually one of the things I wanted to bring up, and you've already covered it, which I appreciate. And that is, I know that they have had multiple iterations since but it's that body type that just does something for you it, it boils your blood it gets you going so. yeah it's that w211 body style that i just love it's the uh, uh the overall look and feel it, not to say anything bad about the new body styles the new uh the new amgs that they've uh released since but uh, whatever it is about that specific model i love well and the fact that yours and we'll have pictures out on so cubers out on instagram for sure we'll have uh, some walk around photos of Scott's AMG, but he has near limo black tint out windows and, and uh, the badges and some things are, are blacked out. It looks very, very tough. Badass, in fact. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So, Scott, I, would you consider yourself a car guy? Car guy? Good question. Um, I don't know if I would do car guy justice. Uh, okay. Car enthusiast, absolutely, and it's been more of a, an evolution and journey for me. Uh, but uh, I, I do love to to drive, but not necessarily uh, do the work mm -hmm. and get dirty with them. Uh, I'm not a, uh, a grease monkey by any means. I, mm -hmm. I don't pick up the wrenches. I don't uh, do any of that stuff. Well, there's a lot going on underneath that AMG hood, too. It's it's not like the days where you could look at an inline six-cylinder from the 60s. It's I wouldn't even know very different. begin. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I leave it to the experts. And I had an independent car, uh, Mercedes mechanic, uh, back in the day, and, and he's since passed. But uh, I remember when I took my first AMG to this guy. I believe his name was Gary. Um Great guy, knew his Mercedes through and through, but the older style Mercedes. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, he lived out in Grantville. I took it there to him, and uh, great guy. He just said, you know, let's put it up on the lift. And, you know, he gave it a thorough uh, look down, uh, gave me some ideas about some maintenance things down the road. And, uh, you know, what ended up happening is that I ended up having some serious issues with that car. And uh, at one point, uh, he had this car in his shop for about three weeks. And I was calling him every day, Gary, Gary, what's going on here, buddy? <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to know what's happening. And uh, he, he finally had uh, the car fixed, had some pieces fabricated because there were some aftermarket mods to it. And uh, when he gave it back, gave me the keys back, he said, I don't ever want to see this car again. <laughs> I love Mercedes, but gosh, don't ever this bring is, this, this back This is challenging again. my love. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Did you get rid of it soon thereafter? Or what What was the story of the tale of that? Yeah, I held on to it probably for another six months and then sold it. Okay. Uh, that was uh, a really fun car. I loved that car, but gosh, from a maintenance perspective, I couldn't keep up. It was throwing, I think you told me about this before, it was throwing all kinds of error codes and it was nonstop lighting up the dash. And Yeah, I think the, the person who owned it before me had done quite a bit of work to it. 
uh, and I don't know how well those things were done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a crank pulley uh, that was replaced with, I believe, an Evo Sport mm-hmm. uh, crank pulley, and then there were different pulleys on the supercharger, uh, and there was a custom tune on top of that. And I think that was the configuration that really gave me some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would chew through uh, belts about mm-hmm. every three to four months, so there were some alignment issues there between the, uh, the pulleys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, those cars, you really have to be careful with making those kinds of modifications. Um, now, the car I have today has a similar configuration and setup, but I think it was done in a very professional mm-hmm. way. I haven't had any issues, and I'm going on about 30,000 miles that I've put on it. Well, this, if I recall in previous conversations, the one, of the, if not the previous owner, the one prior to that was, I think, a race car driver, in fact, had a lot of ties to the automotive industry and probably would have allowed the chance to do it right. Yeah, and that was the car I have today. Okay, all right. He, uh, and I had a chance to talk to him, too, so I've understood some of the things he's done to it. So mm-hmm. it, uh, I was pretty comfortable with what he did, uh, how he upkept it, uh, the maintenance he did. That makes sense. Uh, it, we, it's... The pedigree and the history is just as important as anything else with some of these cars, especially when they're they're modded and tuned. Obviously, you've owned the E55, the gorgeous black beauty that's in my driveway right now, and the, the one you just mentioned, uh, the previous E55, the, the W211. What other cars of note? Now, sometimes people, guess, will say their first car. They, they of course, it may not be a real sexy car, but they remember. Are there any other vehicles that have been in your stable since your 16th birthday that are worth mentioning? <laughs> I think you have to mention your first car. Yeah, I do. And, yeah, and it's like that girlfriend. Today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 1986 Chevy Sprint. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, please look it up. Don't be intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> Three-cylinder lawnmower engine. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I've ridden tractors with bigger engines. And, and uh, one of the things I remember is that uh, I was uh, at the time in high school. I was playing football, and I had a bunch of linemen in the uh, the back seat and if you could imagine those clown cars that, you know you, the knees are sticking right. out and, and everyone's hanging out the sides but uh, we were we're driving on the highway and up not uh, not a very highly graded hill and uh, i had to turn off the air conditioner <laughs> in order to get that extra two or three horsepower to uh, oh to get up the hill and uh, i was in third gear on the highway trying wow. to to uh, when every pony stuff. matters yeah my gosh <laughs> Well, that's that's certainly one to maybe keep in the past. But so it's... I've come a long way since that. <laughs> I'd say. But uh, I've always had a thing for Jeeps as well. Okay. Uh, I've had two Jeep Wranglers, uh, TJ models. Uh, and, and whatever it is about that, I, my first Jeep was a 1999 uh, TJ. And I also had a 2003 TJ. And then I went back to a 2002 3J. So I've, I've had a number of Jeeps in my stable over the years as well. And I don't really hang on to them or any mm-hmm. car for that matter more than, you know, two or three years. Do you think that uh, the current E55 will live with you for a little while or I know that dynamics change and, and all of that, but a lot has changed in my life. Well, I know that. Yeah. So I got married and have a, a small 10 month, soon to be 11 month old. <laughs> You've had a wild 18 uh, daughter. Months. Uh, the thing with these cars and living in the Northeast, it's not a great car for the winter time. So I've always had to have uh, another all-wheel, four-wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not necessarily ideal for the winter, but uh, 
And, and it's it's a family car. It's a sedan, mm-hmm. right? Just sure. If you look past the five point four liter supercharged <laughs> engine, uh, you know it, it rides and drives like a normal family sedan. Uh, but uh, what I've come to find out is, whenever you go on a, a family trip now, you are taking with you basically everything but the kitchen sink. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, I think we'll have to be looking at some some other cars. Yeah, though a sedan, it still doesn't have the utility. Yeah, but she has need. a stay of execution, and I'll keep her for another year or so. I That's think. good. <laughs> keep it going. Well, I know that you've been seemingly drawn to, to German engineering. Obviously, the car that uh, predated this one was a was an Audi. Um, but you were again coming back to the TriStar. Is there something about German engineering that uh, does it for you? Well, I think it's the attention to the engineering and the perfection and the, the strive for the performance. Uh, you know, you, you buy a Ford for a particular reason, you buy a Chevy or a Ram for a particular reason. Uh, when you buy a German engineered car, you're looking for performance, you're looking for luxury, you're looking for something extra whether it's that X factor, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And for me, with the Mercedes, in particular with the AMG series, it's, it's that performance. Mm-hmm. Right? People drive the M series BMW for, for right. more of the driving, right. I think, performance experience. And that's what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you look at the Mercedes AMG, and it's just raw power and speed. And it's it's yeah. more designed to go straight forward on the Autobahn. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a little loose on the steering i don't think it would it would uh do well in a windy course Mm -hmm. it's a pretty heavy car but uh but gosh straight ahead power and speed it's it's a beast well it's it i would say that um maybe not nurburgring but audubon which actually preempts one of the questions i wanted to ask a little further on in our conversation and that is in a perfect world if someone said scott we're going to ship your e55 over to germany for you it'll be waiting for you take a long weekend and bomb the Audubon, how quickly would you be booking your flight? Well, I don't know if I'd want to ship my car. I'd rather buy new over oh, okay. there and, and pick it up. <laughs> okay, the well, that's fair. Line. That's fair. I would almost be afraid to do that. Really? Oh, my gosh. I've Now, I haven't pushed this thing to its limits, but uh, the, can I say how fast I've gone on this thing without being arrested? I think so. Yes. It was a closed course, professional drivers, <laughs> That, do not attempt this at home. Yeah, yep. but I've taken it up to about one thirty. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anything more than that, I don't know if I'd want to mm-hmm. go that fast. Especially if the if the steering floats a little bit, and yeah. and it's a very heavy car too. So yep. inertia as it is, if you start to drift or whatever, it's. I, I was perfectly content at, mm-hmm. at one thirty. Mm-hmm. Anything above that, I, I don't know. Well, I will That's say for me, I will say this to both German listeners of uh, Cars of Carlisle and. They are among some of the best drivers. Obviously, Audubon has so few accidents that they can handle. I mean, they're they're almost uh, bred for it. They yeah. know what they're doing. Well, this thing was pulling so hard, even mm. at one thirty. They had so much more I don't to know go. Where the top end would have been. Oh my gosh! Well, that's one of the things that I've you've taken me for multiple rides. The torque in that thing—it's a monster. Yeah. At any anywhere in the power band, that's what's impressive to me. Over eighteen hundred RPMs and above. It'll just set you back. It's yeah, incredible. a lot of low RPM torque in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things that um, I look at is you know how quickly do you, can you have access to that power? Mm-hmm. And for a supercharged engine, you get that immediately, and it's at really low RPM, so mm-hmm. you have it right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Well, in talking to the previous owner, 
that was one of the things I wanted to ask is, um, do you know other specifics offhand what they did as far as tuning to the engine? Was Has it been chipped and some other things? Yeah, what I know of the car, and I think it's good to mention, I have only lifted the hood on that thing <laughs> probably three times <laughs> right. since I've had it over a couple year period. But uh, I had a chance to talk to uh, the previous owner briefly and he gave me a rundown of some things. But he put uh, a Buckhead import tune on this thing so his his philosophy on this and this was the race car driver that he didn't want to go too aggressive just modest upgrades mm -hmm. he didn't want to stress the engine too much so we put uh, he put a tune on it uh, he uh, put a different supercharger pulley on it to get okay. a bit more torque and a bit more spin mm -hmm. uh, he did some aesthetics to it as well he replaced uh, the, the headlights he put a new black grill on the front that was actually one of the things i wanted to ask something like the badging and some things mm -hmm. you've even done to it, it yeah too. he took the emblem off and yeah. put some different amg badging mm -hmm. uh, on it to give it a pretty cool look as well but uh, he did a lot of engine work on it too from a maintenance perspective mm -hmm. um so I, I was pretty pleased with the way he took care of it and i knew that uh this would be a, a much better um uh, overall car than my previous one based mm -hmm. on some of the things that were done to it but uh, that's about all I, I'm aware of that, that he did to it. And uh, some things I've done, I put new wheels uh, and tires on the thing. I went to 19s. But, uh, you know, I had my, my intention set on getting new, new rims on the thing from day one. And it's one of those things I just never pulled the trigger on. I knew I'd be dropping probably a few grand on it. It just right. didn't seem to make sense. And then uh, it's as if the heavens heard me. <laughs> and uh, one day I walked out from work to find that my uh, tire was flat and uh, took it to the shop and they said, sir, your your rim is cracked and we can't repair it. That's unfortunate. <laughs> How unfortunate. My wife will be so upset to hear that. <laughs> and I swear I didn't try to hit that That's pothole right. on purpose. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I think I had hit a pothole a week earlier and I think that may have done, uh, done the damage. The universe answered you. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, that's You're right on the, the fact of uh, that some of the work you've done. Um, the change of look until I get the pictures out on Instagram I would describe it to everyone as it is a low mean blacked out nasty this car looks like it could pull stumps out of the ground and outrun whatever came up against it at a light I mean and that's my description but how would you would you describe your car similarly or differently or how would not very differently mm -hmm. it's a it's a very it's mean it's just yeah, it's mean a very good-looking car it is uh, I think the wheels really yeah. really did it but uh, I think it's the between the grill and the badging the stance uh, the aesthetics yeah. yeah one of the things if I had uh, the, the urge to put additional money into it I'd uh, put a lowering kit mm -hmm. and I think there's about uh, three quarters uh, of an inch to an inch that it was that would grill. set it down that would set it off a little yeah. bit yeah. yeah but I have to say it's it is beautiful I'm going to take uh, pictures albeit in the rain We'll get photos out there. Scott, anything else that you want to share with the listeners or anything about your car or just about being a car enthusiast? Yeah, it's just been a journey, right? So we all have humble beginnings mm -hmm. and you don't know what you, you don't know when you get into this stuff. But uh, so I've had some Jeeps in the past. I've had uh, an Infiniti EX35, which bumped me up to around 300 horsepower. And then I ended up with an Audi S4 uh, not so long ago. And it was, it was funny when I... Uh, had my eyes set on this uh, now uh, current uh, AMG. I 
took it to the dealership for the trade, and the guy looked at me as if I had horns on my head. I said, why in the world would you trade <laughs> How in dare this Audi S4? <laughs> right. And I said, it just doesn't have that oomph, right? right. A very right. fun car. It, it, it drives like it's on tracks. Mm-hmm. Takes corners extremely well, mm-hmm. but just doesn't have that V8 mm-hmm. supercharged feel to it. You don't it feel your chest hair growing. Torque, no. Yeah. no, and this thing was a supercharged V6, or mm-hmm. a six-cylinder engine, rather. And, uh, you know, it was fun for what it was, but I mm-hmm. had that for about nine months. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, the owner at the dealership actually took it home and <laughs> he cleaned out the car. He said, I'll drive it if you won't. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That was a nice car. I remember that. I remember yeah, that car. Yeah, it was a nice car, but it just wasn't uh, what I was looking for. And I think that you found it again in your second E55. And uh, not to, to put words out there for you, but I think it's just that mystique. There's There was something that that Audi perhaps didn't have that the, the Benz does it just has that and I, I joke but it has that just testosterone inducing fun there's yeah. something about that yeah and you can drive it like an everyday sedan mm-hmm. you don't have to get on it which I think is actually one of the reasons why it's been maintenance free so far mm-hmm. I got all of that out uh, on my first AMG <laughs> I, it was common practice for me to take the traction control off <laughs> and uh, there's also a, a feature called dyno mode Really? What's thing. that? Yeah. So not familiar. It, it, for anyone who uh, <clears throat> used to play uh, uh, Nintendo uh-huh. Contra, right? You know, up down up down, yeah, yeah. ABA start select, yeah, yeah. whatever that was. Mercedes has has built in a lot of things <laughs> like that, where if you press buttons in a certain sequence, like a you cheat can turn, code, yeah, yeah, like a cheat code on uh-huh. a video game. But you can do all kinds of things with the car, and there's a <laughs> dyno mode that basically takes off the traction control, takes off all electronic control oh my. over some of the the uh, the mechanics of the car. Basically turns it into beast mode. It also right? probably takes notifies... all those things that, that would limit the car. It must also, I think, it's, does it send a signal to your local insurance agent as well as <laughs> a, a towing company? <laughs> it probably should. But, uh, yeah, I got all of that out of my system, and I actually treat this one pretty well. Nice. And, and I'm able to get at least a year out of my tires. Very nice. Well, I think what we'll do, too, just saying that as you leave today, I might uh, I might go out and get a little audio of you, just uh, just a light rev, and we'll put that here on the on the episode, too. Yeah, great. Let's do it. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking time early on a Saturday morning, a rainy morning, albeit here in, in Carlisle. Thank you so much for doing that, Scott. Come Thanks back anytime. Thanks for having me, Darren. Absolutely. Thank you so much. What'd you think of that? That was a pretty cool discussion with Scott. He is, again, a consummate professional, great guy. And uh, in fact, what I want to do here is I'll insert, as he was leaving the studio, uh, he headed up the street. I happened to uh, record on my iPhone him pulling away. You can hear that uh, supercharged V8 really uh, growling and trying to hook up. It was, uh, the streets were wet and it was just breaking traction left and right. So here is that now. Well, thank you so much again. We appreciate everything that you do. Our podcast followers, our cubers, your fan commitment, your following of us means the world. You have given us such a great 2018. We look forward to an even better 2019. So much to offer in the way of content and all things exciting in the automobile enthusiast world. So for now, I will say drive well, be well, and take care.